Chapter 4 of The Morning of Joy by Horatius Bonar. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The use of these earnests. Now for a swifter race was the resolve of one over whose path sorrow was beginning to darken heavily. Now for a busier and more useful life was the utterance of another as he rose from his knees after pouring out the bitterness of his grief into the ear of God in these cases tribulation was taking its true course and working its right end it had gone down to the most sacred depths of the renewed heart and was calling up buried feelings of devotedness that had remained dormant but not extinct under a mass of worldliness it smote our selfishness our narrow-mindedness our sloth our flesh-pleasing and reminded us that we had no time to loiter or to sleep tearing off the veil which prosperous days had flung over our eyes it pointed to the vanity of things seen and temporal till the vastness of the unseen and the eternal so grew upon us that we rose up and went forth resolving on a swifter race and a busier life on earth still there was a hindrance the very trial that stirred us up also weighed us down unknitting our strength and causing us well-nigh to faint the pressure stayed our swiftness and the deep wound still bleeding enfeebled us we sought to run but were often held back and when we would have gone forth to do the work of god we were constrained to turn aside and go alone that in weeping and pleading we might relieve our heavy hearts we may at times seem to escape from the sorrow and in the fire of zeal almost forget its bitterness yet it returns to us in full strength and we feel as if a chain were on our limbs there is not indeed the bondage arising from any uncertainty as to the relationship in which we stand towards god these fetters fell from us when we received god's record of forgiving love and knew what it is to be freely pardoned these fetters no amount of trial can re-impose on us if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end nay it is often in a day of grief that we realize most blessedly how completely grace has set us free but though there is no replacement of our chains and no bitterness of bondage again tasted still chastisement is not joyous but grievous and being grievous it sometimes disheartens and disables us so that we cannot do the same amount of service or undergo the same degree of toil for god as otherwise we might have done at the first lighting down of the stroke this is always felt for we are men in the flesh and the flesh gives way the spirit truly is willing but the flesh is weak and for a considerable time this continues to be experienced shorter or longer according to our natural characters or according to the specialties of the trial hence it is that affliction is often more a season of preparation for service than a time of actual service save only as patience is service for they also serve who only stand and wait let us not fret then nor be cast down because we feel disabled for zealous service for a time let it suffice us to know that we are preparing for this and when the load is lifted off or becomes lighter then we run with speedier foot then we labour with fuller strength and freer heart 
we cannot expect to be wholly free from sorrow here for some amount of trial is always needful to keep us from forgetting that this is not our rest that this is the night and not the day but still these intervals of calm and sunshine are precious times times of blessing times of service times for the swift race and the busy life these mornings here coming after the nights that thicken over us are most profitable they not only relieve the overfraught heart but are seasons in which we find leisure to learn lessons of wisdom and holiness which in the time of the sorrow we had overlooked or put from us the returning elasticity of spirit enables us to rise from our depression now that the weight has in some measure been lifted off too continuous a pressure of grief is apt to make us moody selfish desponding slothful it narrows the circle alike of vision and of sympathy and dries up the springs of our nature but when peace returns after a season of trouble we seem doubly fitted as well as nerved for duty the trial has sobered and mellowed us it has taught us to endure hardness as good soldiers of jesus christ it has rubbed off excrescences it has made us less selfish less contracted in soul it has taught us to look round with sympathy upon a suffering world and a weeping church it was as if we had been taken aside for a season into some quiet nook or dark cave from which while alone and undistracted we could look out unobserved upon the multitudes that passed and repassed and having been thus brought to form truer riper judgments we are led forth again to act to act more unselfishly more zealously yet more steadfastly and soberly our life after a night of trial has passed over us should be a life of truer aims of steadier walk of higher level of keener purer vision if not we have suffered in vain during the night much was of necessity hidden from us but the morning discloses what the night had hidden it shows us how desperate the struggle was between us and our god of which at the time we were hardly aware it shows the amount of patience love and faithfulness that have been expended on us by god it shows the extent of the evil in us which had drawn down the chastening it puts us in a position for bringing into practice the knowledge of the world's vanity and wretchedness which sorrow had taught us thus the morning carries out the lessons of the night and gives us opportunity for exemplifying them and thus the alternation of trial and rest which makes up our lot on earth is in truth but a succession of lessons and of opportunities for practising them day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge psalm nineteen two thus trial prepares for service it nerves us it braces us for toil it shows us what alone is worth living for so that when the force of it is in some measure abated we find ourselves ready to start anew for the race ready to wield the weapons of our warfare with a firmer and more skilful hand these intervals of brightness then are the true seasons for labour these earnests of the morning should be prized as opportunities specially afforded us by god for strenuous labour if thus laid out how blessed will they be found they are brief for tribulation is our lot on earth not ease but this should only arouse to new vigour for if they be thus brief we have no moments to idle away but it is here that so many stumble in trial they call upon the lord and vow their life to him through evil report and good they will follow him 
on the rough way or the smooth they will walk with him by labour by sacrifice by watchfulness by costly gifts they will prove their love and zeal and constancy good words and sincerely spoken but so were the words of the disciple if i should die with thee i will not deny thee in any wise he spoke what he truly felt but when the hour came the resolution was not to be found so with us trial calls forth many a high thought and prompts to noble purposes yet how seldom do these thoughts ripen how often do these purposes die peace returns sunshine brightens over us our broken strength knits again and we sink back into sloth the calm hour for which we longed that we might do something for god has come but it finds us nearly as heedless and selfish as before we entered into the storm this must not be why were we smitten but just that we might be stirred up and why were we delivered but just that we might work more strenuously more efficaciously how sad then that both the trial and the enlargement should fail of their purposed end these times of enlargement are times of light and gladness in these mornings joy has come to us it is not the mere reaction from sorrow it is not mere familiarity with suffering it is not oblivion of the past it is not the calm of overspent feeling it is joy from the lord and the joy of the lord is our strength he who gave us the night has given us also the morning he who called up the storm has brought back the calm so that it is his joy in which we rejoice and this joy is our strength let not this strength lie idle the calm will not last the clouds will soon return and it concerns us to lay out well the brief hour of light i must work the works of him that sent me while it is day the night cometh when no man can work End of chapter four